offer of my soul. You know they break my heart. I'll sing about your mercy. Sing about your grace. Now you make us my bread. Every night I day. Daddy, when they pamper. Daddy, when they bless. Forever you're my father. Now you they give me rest. When I look around, I see your faithfulness. I bow down on my knees. Cause now you will be the best. Oh, my God. 
God said, in that when we were yet sinners, He came. When we had no anointing, when we had no faith, when we had no grace, when we had no pride, He came. Nothing to make us proud, He came. No car, nothing, nothing, He came. Have you asked yourself that question? What did you do to deserve this kind of Whatever you want, lift up your hands and begin to bless you. It's good to dance, it's good to jump around, but sometimes it's, it's good to reflect. In one minute, just begin to think about all the things God has
Good evening everybody, how are you doing? Thank you, I'm doing fine, thank you.
All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege to be gathered another evening again. We thank you. We thank you. If you are with me, let me see your comments. Say thank you, Jesus. to deal in, on a topic quickly and we pray with the little time we have the prophetic the prophet and prophecy the prophetic the prophet and prophecy being that most of the times we are prophesying I think it's of essence for us to understand what we are involved in how does it work why the great man says that when a purpose of thing is not known abuse becomes inevitable all right Father, we ask that you refresh us by, via your word tonight. Give us understanding. Give us light and clarity. Order our heart. Order my mouth. Put your words in my mouth for us tonight. Open our ears and our hearts to listen. That we receive the best from you. 
in the name of Jesus. All right. The prophetic is an act of prophesying. The prophetic is an act of prophesying. The prophet is the one being used by God to prophesy. And prophecy is an inspired word from the Holy Spirit through a minister, a believer, to another person. The prophetic is the act of prophesying. The prophet is the one being used by God to prophesy. And prophecy is the inspiration of the Holy Spirit speaking through a believer. Now, let's get down to business. The prophetic is as old as the Bible. The first ministry gift, there are five ministry gifts in the Bible. There is the, the pastor, there is the teacher, there is the evangelist, there's the apostle, and there's the prophet. One of the oldest gifts in the Bible is the gift of the prophet or the office of the prophet. From the days you had prophets like Moses, there was no pastor recorded, there was no evangelist, there was nothing like that recorded. Though the who played the role, but the office of a prophet has been on from the beginning. That is number one thing you need to take note of. Number two, is it that everybody that prophesies is a prophet? Does everyone that prophesy, can they be called a prophet? The answer is no. The answer is no. Prophecy is a gift from the Holy Spirit. Prophecy is a gift from the Holy Spirit. Anyone here can prophesy. If only you can pay the price. If you read the book of 1 Corinthians, you find it there, chapter 9. The Bible spoke about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and prophecy was mentioned. And there is the gift of prophesying and there is the office of a prophet. The gift of prophecy is for everybody. But the office of the prophet is for few called people. It's for few called people. They are specifically called in the office of a prophet. They are specifically called. That is their own calling, their agenda. So you can be an evangelist and prophesy. You can be an apostle and prophesy. You can be a pastor and prophesy. But there are people who are solely called into the prophetic. And prophecy is not actually calling name and number, telling you your problem. No. Prophecy is simply speaking the mind of God. Today, we have a lot of people who operate by the spirit of divination as though it is prophecy. To divine is to know what is happening, what is wrong, what is not wrong, to know things and see things. You can know things and see things and yet you don't know the mind of God. What is God doing now? What does God want us to do now? What is God about to do? 
what is God actually saying? Now, let me say this to us. I'm going to try to explain this in a layman's language. Now, I can randomly pick anyone here right now. So, okay, let's profess. All right, let me pick Michael Adam. And by the gift of prophecy, I can scan his life. And so, okay, your name is this, your house is this, your this is this. Now, listen, that is not God telling me what to say. If you are following me, I would like your comments. Uh, let's be interactive. That is not God telling me what to say. That is me, like taking up a scanner deliberately, just looking through. So let's not miss this. That somebody just come tell you your name, tell you your problems. Ah, this is the greatest prophet. That's not how it works. No. So that's why I don't like prophesying, just speak randomly, oh yeah, because I just like your name, or I just want to prophesy. If we want to prophesy, now we can go one after the other. T we'll finish everybody online and we won't rest. But that is different from God saying, this is my mind for this matter, for this season. A lot of us don't actually like the mind of God. What we want is, what? Say something about what I'm going through. Say what I want to hear. That is what we like, not the mind of God. So I can pick you by the gift of prophecy and tell you this and this and this and this and this and this is what I'm seeing. All right? Because these things are, there is something called the spiritual market. These things are all open in the spiritual market. So who is who gets the access to see into that realm can show you and tell you. Now, let me make it plain more for you. I might not be hearing God and I can be talking to you. Is it making sense to you now? I might not be hearing God and yet I'm telling you things because I can see into the spirit realm. That is why you don't run after gifts. By the reason of me having the gift and the ability, I can scan. I will call your name, call your phone number, tell your problem, everything. But yet, God is not talking to me. I am the one seeing into a video that is already playing in the spirit. All right? So now, in the course of prophesying, there are a lot of factors involved. There is God speaking to the, the man. There is the man scanning in the realms of the spirit. There is the man adding his wisdom to release the prophetic word. And there is the man giving his own advice. So if you don't pay attention, you will take everything as prophecy. If you don't pay attention, you will take everything as prophecy. Let me give for example. I said, Joanna, I see that your name is Joanna, and you are born in the month of April. She says, yes. I said, okay, God is telling me that I should say to you that he's about to favor you. She says, amen. And I say, okay, but my own personal counsel, as God favors you, be careful not to mingle with the wrong people and make sure you stay with God in prayer and God is going to help you. So now, in all I've said, I didn't just speak the mind of God. 
I spoke, spoke based on what I saw, number one. Number two, I spoke based on what God is telling me. Number three, I spoke based on counsel. So if you end up taking everything as prophecy, you're going to mess up. My count, listen, what God, what I saw might be right. What God said might be right and my counsel can be wrong. What I saw, what I saw might be wrong. What God said will always be right and my counsel can be wrong. So this is why I tell believers, you also should be able to have the mind of the spirit. You should be able to have the mind of the spirit. Don't just be carried away the moment you are hearing prophecy. Don't just be carried away. Don't just be carried away. All right? It's very important for you to understand. A lot of people have messed up in their marital journey because they got carried away by prophecy. A lot of people have made mistakes because they were carried away by prophecy. A lot of people would have been married now, but the prophet said to them, this is not your husband. So they left the guy. Right now they are single after five years, after 10 years. All right? Now, how do you see in the spirit if seeing in the spirit is not God talking to me? A witch doctor can see into the spirit. A native doctor can see in the spirit. A malam can see in the spirit. So that tells you, and listen, don't get it twisted. The spirit that they are seeing in is the same spirit we are seeing in. The difference is that they are using dark power and it has a risk. The same spirit realm they are seeing into is the same thing that we also are seeing into. So the spirit realm is there for anybody who can discipline themselves to pay the price to see into the spirit can use. I hope I'm not giving too much information tonight. So, that is how it is. Let me not bore us with a lot of stories and all that. If we are to go through the book, the book of First Corinthians, what we call prophecy is not actually prophecy. According to Bible, prophecy is what the book of First Thessalonians called prophesying. I think First Thessalonians 5 verse 19. It said, despise not prophesying. Prophesying means to declare. All right? It means to declare. So this is how you can hear a man of God preaching, whether he's a prophet or not. I prophesy you will get a job. I prophesy you will get married. I prophesy. But you will say, but it's not calling name. It's not calling number. If we go down to the school of prophecy, Okay, verse 20, thank you. If you go down to the school of prophecy, that one is not part of the, the courses. It's not part of the curriculum. All right? Calling names, calling number, telling events is actually called word of knowledge. That is not prophecy. 
prophecy is enforcing decrees. So there is prophecy, the things that make up the office of the prophet. There is prophecy, there is discernment, there is word, there is word of knowledge, there is um, word of wisdom, there is speaking in tongues, there is interpretation of tongues. All these come together to make up the prophet. All right. Now, one of the common questions I've often gotten is, how come I've received prophecy? It has not come to pass. What, I, what is happening to my prophecy? I've been told this, I've been told that, I've been told that I believe it, but it's not coming to pass. The first thing you understand is that every prophecy is a responsibility. Now, what I would counsel you to do, go and listen to the teaching. We have a teaching here on podcast, Why Prophecy Fail. Check through the podcast. You're going to find it there. Why prophecies fail. I think there's part one and part two right there. So that is one. Number two is that I said your prophecy is your responsibility. You don't receive a prophecy. Jesus was given the prophecy that's going to be the savior of the world. He didn't go to fold his hands. He didn't go to fold his hands. He did everything until he became a savior. So if you are given a prophecy, you will be great, you will be rich, you will travel abroad, you will be mighty. You have to do something about it. So prophecy is to reveal information concerning your life or the mind of God for your life. And there is a, there's now another dimension where the man of God now enforces the prophecy by speaking to make it happen or giving you directions to make it happen. So what are the things that can facilitate your prophecies into manifestation. Number one is to be a believer. Receiving prophecy and living your life the way you want it, you are putting your prophecy at risk of manifestation. Number two is to live life, live right, live right. A life of righteousness quickens your prophecy into manifestation. Number three, one of the most important is prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. If I, in general, I would say whatever that pleases God, just do them. Because God is the one that decides prophecy manifestation. But in all, one thing you should never joke with is prayer. The bigger the prophecy, the more you should pray. The bigger the prophecy, the more you should pray. The next thing you can do is service, serve God. Stay in church, serve God. Don't just go to church, go home, go, go home. You don't care about, no, serve God, serve God. Work for him, work for him. Fellowship with the Father. And you're going to see a shift. The next thing you should do it depends on the situation surrounding the reasons for the delay of the prophecy. Is it witchcraft? Is it personal dealings? Is it demonic activities? And the rest of them. So it's very important that you're able to decide what is wrong and know what to do about it. Okay. So another thing you can do is... Sacrifice. Sacrifice can help 
to facilitate your prophecy. Not giving because you want things, but giving out of the heart of love. Giving out of the heart of love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. So you must understand how this thing works. Now, let's assess the office of the prophet a bit before we pray. I'm going to give us an example scripture. First Samuel chapter 9. First Samuel chapter 9. We can take from verse 1. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I want to quit this quick and let's pray. Oh, Rabash, Jesus. All right. So look, everyone, follow this carefully. Now, there was a man of, the, of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abia, the son of Zerah, the son of Bekorat, and son of Aphia, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power, and he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man, and goodly, and there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulder and upward, he was goodlier than all of the people. Proceed. Let's go. And the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul, my son, Saul, his son, take now one of the servants with thee, and arise, go seek the asses. And he passed through Mount Ephraim, and passed through the land of Shalisha, but they found them not. And they passed through the land of Shalim, and they were not. And he passed through the land of Benjamin, but they found them not. And when they were come to the land of Zoph, Saul said to his servant that was with him, Come, let us return, lest my father leave caring for the asses and take thought of us. So which means they were about giving up for the day. But now he said, and he said unto him, Behold, now there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man, and all he saith cometh surely to pass. Now let us go thither. Peradventure he can show us our way that we should go. So you see, those days, prophets were first of all marked by what they say, not what they see, like our days now. If you don't see, you are not considered a prophet. What do you see, prophet? What do you see? But these people said, our mark for the prophet, first of all, is what you say. What you say. What are you saying? That is our first mark for who a prophet is. All right, let's read on. And then Saul said to his, okay, said maybe you can show us where we should go. Verse 7, Saul revealed something else to us. Then said Saul to his servant, Behold, if we go, 
what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessel, and there is not a present to bring to the man of God. What have we? So Saul is now giving another revelation that you don't go to see a man of God empty-handed. You don't go to see a man of God empty-handed. And the servant answered Saul and said, again and said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver. That will I give to the man of God to tell us our way. So you see now, what they were even coming to do was just for inquiry. But he said, you are not, we are not supposed to go. It's a law. When something becomes, when it's just once, it becomes coincidence. When it becomes twice, it becomes a norm. When it goes beyond twice, then it's registered. If you read through the body of scriptures, you're going to find this same principle manifesting itself at other times. If you read the book of, I think, um, Second Kings now, if you read Second Kings chapter, oh, Barashativ Radasis. Second Kings, um, let me find that scripture. Chapter 8. Second Kings chapter 8. Let's start from verse 7. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Second Kings 8 from verse 7. The second king is missing, or chapter 8 is missing, or verse 7 is missing. Thank you. And Elisha came to Damascus, and Ben-Hadar, the king of Syria, was sick. And it was told him, saying, The man of God is come hither. And the king said unto Haziel, Take a present in thy hand, and go meet the man of God, and inquire of the Lord by him, saying, shall I recover of this disease? So you see the same principle repeating itself. Just going to make inquiry, somebody is sick. Just go and ask the man of God, will I recover? He said, but before you go, take along in your hand a present. Take along in your hand a present. Let's read further that scripture. I want to show us something. We're talking about the prophetic, the prophet, and prophecy. So Azir went down to meet him and took a present with him, even of every good thing of Damascus. Even of every good thing of Damascus. Forty camel burdens and came and stood before him and said, The son, thy son Behadar, king of Syria, had sent me to thee, saying, Shall I recover of this disease? And Elisha said unto him, Go. Say unto him, Thou mayest certainly recover. How be it the Lord showed me that he shall surely die. So look at this now. Look at this. If you have been following what I was saying, I said a prophet can see that is different, then God can speak. 
So the difference between what I scanned and I saw and what God is telling me. And what God is telling me is always stronger than what I saw. Because your vision can be manipulated if you are not careful. Now look at this two thing here. Elisha said he will recover. That's what I see. But God is telling me that he will die. So it looks ironic. Two things are mixing up here now. I see that he will recover, but God is telling me that he will die. Now let's read on. Verse 11. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. My, oh my. Can't I get two persons helping me? Where the other person stop? The other person will paste it. I thought I have admins online. Sometimes the network can affect one person. The person cannot post. The other person can help continue it. Second Kings 8 from verse 11. All right, thank you. And he settled his countenance steadfastly until he was ashamed. And the man of God wept. And Haziel said, we well, continue, don't stop, or we'll copy the next one quick, if I need it. And Haziel said, why weepest my Lord? And he answered, because I know the evil that thou will do unto the children of Israel. Their stronghold with thou set on fire, and their young men with thou slay with the sword, and with dash their children, and rip up their women with child. All right, the next verse. And Hazir said, But what is thy servant? A dog that he should do this great thing. And Elisha answered and answered, The Lord had shewed me that thou shalt be king over Israel. The Lord has showed me that thou shalt be king over Israel. Verse 14. So don't forget the first thing he said, I saw that the man will live, but the Lord told me he would die. Now he's saying the Lord had told me that you will become king over Israel. Verse 14. So he departed from Elisha and came to his master, who said unto him, What sayest to Elisha to thee? And he answered, He told me that thou shouldest surely recover. And it came to pass on the morrow that he took a thick cloth, dipped it in water, and spread it on his face, that he died, and Hazir reigned. All right, let's, in the stead, let's stop there now. So the prophet said to him, I see that your master will recover, but the Lord is saying to me that he will die. So when the prophet began to wait on the Lord more, God now spoke back to him and said, now the person standing before you, who the king sent to inquire is going to become the next king. But he will kill people in the land, kill pregnant women, kill children. And the prophet began to cry based on what he saw. And the man was asking, why, why are you crying? He said, because of what I, God is telling me that you will do to the people. Now when he said that the man got offended, he said, what are you saying? Am I a dog that I will begin to kill people, I will kill my master and all of that? But the moment he got back home, the master asked him, what did the, the prophet say? 
Sir, the prophet said you will be alive. The next day, he took cloth, dipped the cloth in water, covered the face of the sick king, which was his master, and made sure the man died. And he began to reign. So now, look at it. If the prophet had focused only on seeing, if the prophet had focused only on seeing into the spirit, the prophet saw that the man would be alive. But God is saying, no, he will die. So if what the prophet had focused on is not what God is saying, but what he is seeing, he will say, go, tell your master he will be alive. Maybe let's assume he was in a church service. Go and tell your master he will be alive. Everybody will clap, ah, glory. And the guy will go, tell the master he's alive. The next day, he kills his master. Those who came for the service will not know what killed the master. They will say the prophet was fake. Are you getting it? What the prophet saw, was it wrong? No. It wasn't wrong. What he saw was right, that the man would be alive, and the man would have been alive. But by him paying more attention to what God is saying, the Lord now told him, he said, look at what is going to happen ahead. Now, this, let me bring you to another angle. If prophecy is always what you know, there is not always prophecy. Sometimes prophecy has to be beyond you. All right? So this young man, two things. Number one, never knew he would be the next king. Number two, he never knew the capacity of what he could do. He never knew he could commit murder. Not talk of killing his own boss. Not talk of killing the women in the country. He was angry. He was angry. He was angry. He was reacting against the man of God. What do you mean that I'm going to kill? I'm going to kill my boss. I will kill people. That is not. No, that's not how it is. No, I'm a good guy. This, that, 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 that. No, there have to be an angle when the prophetic comes beyond what you know, beyond what you are aware of. You are coming late, so don't comment. Listen. You are coming late. Don't comment. Learn and listen. If you were from the beginning, you would know that your comment is contradicting the teaching. If you came late, pay attention, open your ears, and learn. I said that if prophecy is 100% what you know, then every time, every time, it has to be checked. Sometimes God has to speak beyond you. All right? There are things about you that you don't know. I think this afternoon, I was prophesying. I said to somebody that God said, you're going to be a medical doctor. She said, I wasn't aware. All right? So this is not me now just scanning. Okay, let me just scan and just look for something around you and just put up and all that and whatsoever. No. There should be things beyond you. Your future, your past, I think I remember somebody, who was that? Sister Priscilla. I was talking to her. Well, the first, I think the first time she called us or so, somebody gave her my number, she called. And I told her, look at, look at, look at what is going on in the family. She said, okay, let me tell you the origin. Can I go? Say yes. I took her back to 50 years ago in the family. Took her back to 30 years ago in the things she were not aware of before she was born. Took her back to those things. Took her 100 years in the future. 
I took her back to 50 years. I brought her 100 years to the future. What is yet to happen? I told her, I said, if this thing doesn't come to pass, come and look for me. Tell me that I lied. Now, let me repeat it because of those that came late, based on the comment of that, of that person on the platform. I said, prophecy can be controlled. You can control prophecy. I said there is prophecy by the prophet scanning for what to see. He can decide. I can decide now to prophesy. That is not God speaking to me. I can decide now. And this is what we have almost everywhere now. A lot of people are being carried away. They don't even know when the voice of God is coming and when the voice of God is not coming. By the reason of tuning into the spirit realm, I can just play one song now or we take some prayers and I will begin to prophesy. Yet God is not speaking to me. I am the one that is entering the spirit realm. If you enter the spirit realm, things are there. It's like video. Some are like picture. Some are voices. They are just there. So I enter the spirit realm. I choose what I see. I come and give you information. I don't need God to give me your name. If I can enter the spirit realm, I can get your name. I don't need God to give me your phone number. No, I'm not trying to say God cannot give it. I'm not trying to downplay God. But I'm trying to let you know that that is not all prophecy is to. Number one. Number two, I'm trying to let you know every information about your life is in the realms of the spirit. That is why a malam, if prophecy cannot be controlled, a malam cannot see things about your life. A witch doctor cannot see things about your life. A demonic agent cannot also see things about your life. But because there is something, anybody who can enter the spirit realm, whether it's a malam, whether it's a pastor, whether it's whatever, Anybody who can enter the spirit realm can get out your information about your life. Alright? So that is the basic dimension. Okay, I want to prophesy now. And I begin to go, okay, your mother is this, this is this. This one is not God talking to me. It is me entering the spirit realm, taking your details that have been stored in the archives of the spirit, and I begin to give it back to you. Then there is a dimension that cannot be controlled. That is what God is saying. This one now is not me scanning, but God is superimposing his will and his voice into me. Say, this is what you should say. If you remember the story of Balaam and Balak in the book of Numbers 22, Numbers 23, Numbers 24. When Balak went to call Balaam and said, come, there are people I want you to curse for me. And Balak got there and he said, okay, raise up seven altars, kill seven bullock and put on it. And he put it. He told him, he said, curse them. Alright? So, according to the record, Balaam was a man, they say his word does not fall to the ground. According to the record, Balaam's word does not fall to the ground. That was why he was invited. But something happened to Balaam. While he put the altar, when he now begin to, about to prophesy, suddenly, God will superimpose his own word. He say, ah, People that he came to cause, he will say, I see a mighty people. They will grow. They will multiply. Balak will like, shut up. That's not what I ask you to do. I say, curse them. Stop, stop, stop. It will stop him. It will take him out. Okay, let me go somewhere else. Maybe here will not work. It will go somewhere else, create another altar, about to also curse them. He say, ah, 
I have seen another thing again. These people, they are so protected. They will be bigger than you. He said, what are you saying? I brought these guys for you. After the third time, he said, the Lord has blessed and it cannot be reversed. There is a covenant. That is where the, 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 the covenant was revealed that there's no enchantment against Jacob nor divination against Israel. So Balaam began to reveal that the reason why these guys cannot be caused is because there is a covenant over them by their forefathers. So God was now superimposing. But based on the standard of Balaam, Balaam can just prophesy without hearing God. And it will come to pass. That was why Balak went to hire him. So, okay, I know you have the power. I know you can see in the spirit. You can just see things to happen. So come and do it. But God said, no, these, my people, are covenanted to me. So I will not allow you. I know you. If you speak, it will happen. I've already given you the grace. Listen, let me explain better. Let me explain better. Prophecy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. When God gives you a gift... You decide how to use it and when to use it. When God gives you a gift, you decide how to use it, when to use it, what to do with it. It is yours already. So a prophet can wake up. I've had times I wake up, somebody just coming from sleep. I just wake up. Oh, Pastor, I did that. Okay, that's not the problem. Look at the problem here. Look at, look at. From sleep. When I'm done, I will end the call. I will continue my sleep. It's when I now wake up consciously. I'm like, I didn't worship. I didn't speak in tongues. I didn't uh, pray. No, I just look at look at what I'm seeing right now. Go and do that and that. I will go and sleep. When I now wake up, conscious, I'm like, ah, it looked like somebody called me. It looked like I said. Sometimes I will, I will call the person. I said, did you call me? Say yes. What did you say? Sir? What did I tell you? Say look at look at. Is it correct? Yeah, very correct. I'm fine now. Thank you. We have seen it now. Thank you. I'm like, what's going on? What is happening is that. It is the gift that have been given by the Holy Spirit. As long as the Holy Spirit is alive in you, as long as the Holy Spirit is working, there's gift functions at will. All right? The gift functions at will. The gift functions at will. So the prophet can decide when to use it. The prophet can decide when not to use it. All right? That is how... It functions. So, if you have the gift of prophecy and you cannot prophesy, the Holy Spirit is not your problem. You would not have not discovered how to use what you have. I can give you a car now and you don't know how to drive. The car is packed. So, there are a lot of us now who have received the gift of speaking in tongues. And the knowledge of speaking in tongues is not in you. So, you can't use it. Are you getting it now? Is the gift is there, but the knowledge is not there. So you are now waiting for the Holy Ghost to now come and use it for you. So you see people who have been baptized in the Holy Ghost, and when you are telling them pray, they are still praying, Oh my Father, oh my God, oh God help me, oh God, speak in tongues, oh Father, oh Shalalala, oh Father. They are now they are waiting for the, they are waiting to feel something special. Let the Holy Ghost come and carry them for them on the ground, or they begin to jerk. They be, no, that's not how it works. It is a gift given to you now. The moment it is activated, you speak by faith. So I want to prophesy now, how do I know the things I say? I see them, I perceive them, I sense them, I hear them, and by faith. Sometimes I'm not sure, but I just speak by faith. All right, this is what I'm seeing about this person. Look at, look at what I'm seeing about you. Yes, it's true, it's true. I spoke, so the gifts are already there. You now have to function by faith, and faith is a risk. 
So pastor, what if I speak in tongues is not correct? That should not be your problem. Your problem should be, is the Holy Ghost there? If yes, then it must be correct. Pastor, what if I now prophesy what I saw and it's not correct? That should not be your problem. Your problem should be maintaining constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Then you are sure. So why do I say the things I say boldly? Because I know I've spent time with the Holy Spirit. I know I have contact with Him. I know that He's in me and He's alive. I know we have fellowship together. So I know also that what I'm saying, I'm talking from Him. I'm talking from Him, opening up pages to me. I'm talking from Him, inspiring me. I'm talking of from Him, Carrying me out of body experience and taking me into the realms of the spirit. That is how simple it can be. That is how simple it can be. So the prophetic can be controlled. If the demonic realm can see for things about your life, the prophetic can be controlled. The prophetic can be controlled. But the moment God chooses to superimpose his word, there's nothing you can do about it. You are like a drunk man at that moment. Only what he says is what comes to pass. All right. So now, let me, I think I'm, I'm going to give this because of admins. Somebody might need it. I'm going to give it generally because of admins. Some things I'm teaching now for only, only for pastors. Some things I'm teaching tonight is only for pastors. I'm not supposed to be teaching it generally, but I've already started. So let's go. Um, I think First Kings, right? Is it First Kings? Um, please hold on. Let me find it. The scripture is keeping up my head. Is it First Kings, Second Kings, where Elisha? Um, was called to come and prophesy and he demanded that they play an instrument for him to prophesy. That scripture was just clear in my head just now, just now. Oh, Rapashati, Vratasis. Oh, Kimananda, Veladesis. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. All right, Second Kings chapter three. Get me Second Kings chapter three. Um, let me see how to summarize it. If we take from the beginning, it will be long. Um. Who? Okay, let's start from verse 9. Let's try and make it short. We're going to take from verse 9 to 15. From verse 9 to 15. So the king of Israel went, and the king of Judah, and the king of Edom, and they fetched a compass of seven days' journey. And there was no water for the host and for the cattles. And for the cattles. And... Second one has now confused my reading. Okay, for the cattles that followed them. And the king of Israel said, Alas, that the Lord had called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire 
of him. I will be inquire of him. And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. Verse 12, And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So you see what they are marking him with. The word of God is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Please follow this scripture very well. There's something I want to show us. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We're taking down to... And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, What have I to do with thee? So you see now, Elisha with the prophet they are going to meet is angry. Look, let's find out the reason. What do I have to do with thee? Get thee to the prophet of thy fathers. So you are coming to me for prophecy, not because I'm your prophet. Your father have, look at what he called it, prophets of thy father and to the prophets of thy mother. So you have a lot of prophets. You are only coming to me because you are now in problem. You are only coming to me because there's something you are looking for. You are only coming to me because of one thing or the other. And the king of Israel said unto him, Nay, for the Lord had called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. Verse 14, And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee, nor see thee. All right, let's go. One thing I will say in passing is that one anointing about the prophetic gift, that the prophetic gift comes with anger. I used to think prophets were rude and arrogant until I, I saw some things. The prophetic gift come with impatience, come with anger. If you are not careful, you will be in trouble. The prophetic gift come with anger, impatient. No prophet is patient. There is no patient prophet. No. Any prophet that you see that is so patient, just know it's not a prophet. He is just manifesting the prophetic gift. So when you are around the prophetic, you are around prophets, be careful. Any prophet you see that is patient is not a called prophet. It's just using the prophetic gift. And I don't, I'm not saying it is fake, but it's not. No prophet is patient. Read your Bible and check around you. I'm not saying when the prophet becomes rude and arrogant, that means he's genuine. No, please try and get the balance. Try and get the balance. All right, so verse 15. Repose the 15 for me. I'm looking, it's 15 we are looking for. Get me 15. Quick, 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 quick. But now bring me a minstrel. A minstrel means a singer. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. So now look at this. Now, oh, how do I put this down? I don't want you guys to miss it. I don't want you guys to also interpret it differently. Listen, a prophet does not need music to prophesy. A prophet does not need music to prophesy. If we are to follow based on scriptural principle and context, verse 15, Elisha demanded for a singer, for an instrumentalist, before he can prophesy for a private meeting. If we read through where we read, you will discover that Elisha was offended. Elisha was angry. Now bring me someone who can play harp 
while the harp was playing, the power of the Lord came upon him. No problem, that's fine. Elisha was angry. He wasn't happy. Okay? So the moment the prof a prophet starts needing music to prophesy, it simply means there is a disconnect between the spirit and the prophet. The moment a prophet starts needing music to prophesy, there is a disconnect. There is something distracting the prophet. It could be personal issues. It could be something around and otherwise. That is and throughout the Bible. Throughout the Bible. This was the only time a prophet needed music to prophesy. Throughout the Bible. This is the only time a prophet needed music. Check your Bible. Go start it from the Genesis to Revelation. This was the only time. And when you read down to the last part, it was because he was angry. So, now, let me bring it down to this. You've gone to churches, particularly prophetic churches, you've gone to programs where they prophesy. And you, you will notice one common thing. The prophet often come in when he's close to time for him to minister. Not throughout the whole meeting. It is not because the prophet wants to form big boy. It's not because the prophet is trying to form too big. It is to kill distraction. All right? It is to kill distraction. It is to be able to build up an atmosphere. Enough atmosphere. When I come, it will be easy for me to flow and do what I have to do. So it's not because you just want to come. You know the service can be distracting. You not come opening prayer, praise and worship, who will do this, or oh yeah, offering time, or oh yeah, this. So it's not because prophet want to now form. I know there are some who just want to form busy, want to come in when the ovation can be loud. Let's celebrate Prophet One, aka Bazooka, Tornado, Earthquake, and Time Bomb. No problem. That is good for them. But generally, the reason is for that happening is to help the prophet create an atmosphere, get prepared, balance his spirit, balance his heart. He must have prayed all through, studied all through, or whatever. And it's coming, creating an atmosphere to flow. So once music is needed, it simply means music is needed, number one, to reconnect the, the spirit. Number two, to reconfigure the atmosphere. Number three is for clarity. But all of it is simply pointing to that there is no strong connectivity in the spirit realm. Like I gave example, I've had times I woke up from sleep and I prophesied without any prayer, any worship, any song. And listen, if you are in a church where your pastor prophesies, you want to see your pastor prophesy more. Help your pastor to rest more. Help your pastors to rest more. If he is in the prophetic ministry, the more the prophet rests, the more the gift flows. I've had times I didn't get chance to pray, and I had a, a lot of rest. A lot of rest. I flow like I have fasted for 40 days. I have had times where I prayed and prayed throughout the whole week, but I didn't get time to rest. I struggled to hear. Because the flesh works in line with the spirit. The flesh can distract the spirit. So if the flesh have not gotten its rest, it can distract the spirit of the man from being able to connect to the spirit realm to be able to fetch out information that are needed. So this is very important for you to understand. Very important for you to understand. 
Oh, Yakafahaz. I wanted to show us one more scripture. I want us to understand so that by the time we are prophesying, you understand what you are doing and what we are not doing. Okay? There are exceptions to this. There are exceptions to this. All right? There are exceptions. I'm just giving you the basics because these things, you don't need it. You don't need it. And let me say this. On many occasions, a prophet does not see everything. One of the greatest prophets in the Bible was called Elijah. And his mentee called Elisha. If you read the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 27, if I can get that scripture, I'll be glad. 2 Kings 4, 27. The Bible said, Elisha gave a very profound word that is shocking. Can I get that scripture? I would have given us one more strong, strong scripture, but we don't have time to take that. I want us to pray. He said, when she came to the man of God to the heel, she caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to trust her away. And the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord had hid it from me and had not told me. So God, there are times God decided not to tell everything. A prophet does not know everything. So I see people who come to treat um, the prophetic like a native doctor. Somebody sent me a message. If you're online, please reach back to me. Let's talk. Hmm? I just remembered right now. Um, Pastor, my mother is not feeling fine. She went to the hospital this morning to do checkup. Um, I want to know what is wrong with her. Is it, um, um, did I mention one long, long medical term? I don't even understand. Is it natural? Is it witchcraft? Will she die or will she be alive? I'm like, Charlie, your mother went to the hospital. She has not gone to the hospital. I don't know your mother. I don't know your village. I don't know what is going on. This question you are asking now, either it is Wasi or it is Novdek or it is, I don't even know where the question is even coming from. So which one do you even want the answer to? Calm down. That's not how the prophetic works. Uh -huh, man. I, so this is what I was telling my wife. I said, one of the reasons why I don't like doing one-on-one -on -one session for anybody who have not attended my meetings online. I don't like doing one-on-one -on -one session for anyone who have not attended one of our meetings online, particularly those from the Orthodox Church. They have the way they see a prophet or the prophetic. They see you like a wizard. One came to me, sat down. I said, Madam, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. What's up? I said, how you doing, ma? Oh, fine. Okay. What can I do for you? Hey, I'm sorry, this is me. Tell me my problem. I'm like, Madam, I don't understand. He said, uh, they say you can hear God. So this is me. Tell me my problem. Ah. I said, ma, don't you know your own problem? Don't you know your own problem before you came? Why did you book appointment? What is the problem? Sir, I want you to tell me my problem. Nothing is working. Nothing is happening. Okay. So which part of your life is nothing working? He said, everything. Just tell me my problem. Everything is not working. I said, madam, I'll pray for you and you will go. All right? I'll pray for you and you will go. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray and I ask that you show her mercy. I pray and I ask 
that things will change for her in Jesus' name. She was not saying amen, no. Because she felt disappointed. As a matter of fact, she went to tell the person that sent her. said, that pastor cannot see anything. I thought you said he can see something. He cannot see anything. And later when she left, I, I called the person that sent her. I said, tell her, look at what I see concerning her husband. Look at what I see concerning the daughter. And concerning she herself, tell her that she had a dream so, so, so day ago. Look at the dream she had. And after the lady told her, she said she wants to come and see me. She wants to come back. She wants to come and see me. I said, tell her I'm not available. He said, but why didn't you tell me that? He said, because you came with the wrong approach. This is not a hospital consultation that will not put you through one MRI machine. Even if you go for hospital consultation, you have to fill out a card. You will fill out a card, and they will now do their own assessment. Then from there, they can now tell you, okay, this and this, but we need to do scan in this area. We need to do a check. You not come and turn me to a magician. I don't... I don't do that. I don't do that. Daddy, you're I don't do that. I don't do that. I've had times when people come to me and they sit down. And man of God, I came to see you. And while you were talking, I said, keep quiet. Don't say anything. Be quiet. And look at it. Now look at it. Now look at it. Yes, that's true. That's why I came. I said, okay. But the moment you now come, that allow it, let God be the one that brings the flow. Now you are now coming, acting like one uh, uh, magician. And what? Come on, what's wrong with you? It's not that it's not possible, but that mindset is wrong. Okay? We don't lead people to God with the mind that God is a magician. We don't do that. We lead them to God, first of all, with the mindset of receiving the word of God. Love. Some people don't always love Jesus. They are always, and they are always from one prophet to another. They are looking for what to hear. Tell me, tell me, tell me. They are always going from tell me to tell me. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like it. I dislike it so much. So much. What is the mind of God? What is the mind? What is the mind of God? The Spirit said, Oh prophet, I'm not getting married. What is God saying? Pray for me. Um, I'm looking for a job. Um, I want uh I'm I'm not feeling well. My family is having financial challenge. I'm having this. Okay. Now we can now narrow it. See, if I choose to follow in the prophetic, you will be the one that will run. I will give you buffet, point and key. Just tell me which area do you want me to start from. We will go from one to the other to the other. Till you will be the one to get tired. I think I remember I had an appointment with a man of God. And he was like, oh, uh, they gave me your number. They say you can tell me things. I was so busy, I didn't, I, I didn't get time to attend to him. I felt bad. I, was like, I called him. I said, I want to talk to you today. Can I call you now? That day, I was very tired. So can I call you now? Because he was a man of God, I wanted to give him that honor. He said, oh, I'm busy. Can, I, can we make it? Said, okay, choose your time. He said, eight. I said, no problem. Eight. Eight. I called. No, he called first. I ended the call. I called him back. All right, sir. You called and all that. I After greeting, what do you want? Oh, this is it. Mention. Just list for me. What are the things you want me to talk about? Okay, my ministry, my child, my marriage, my family. I said, okay, let's start from number one. Now look at where you are. Look at where you should be. Look at where you left. Look at the real problem. All right, what's the next thing? My child, okay, look at what is wrong with your child. Look at what is about to happen. This is what you should do. So what is next? And the man was quiet. Was quiet. I was like, are you there? He said, yes. 
are you there? I said, yes. I said, why are you quiet? He said, why, is, why are you making it too easy? I'm like, this thing is not a difficult task. He said, I'm making it too easy. I'm making it. I said, it's not a diff- It's not one big deal. It's a, a, it's a free thing the Holy Spirit has made available. That's why I don't like it. When prophet starts making prophecy look like is one WWE. Once a prophet is coming, start playing some song. Tan, ta, tan, tan. Like, uh, um, what do they call it now? Uh, Undertaker is coming. Tan, ta, tan, tan. Let's welcome Prophet John Cena. Okay, John Cena. I don't even know which of them. Tan, ta, tan, tan. Prophet will not enter. Will not enter and not sit down. After he not sat down, then they will not come and start. Come on, come down. Calm down. Even the Holy Spirit that gave you the gift does not even behave like that. Calm down. Calm down. This thing is easy. I believe in honor. Sister Shidibiri. Share this week. I told you you prophesy. I'm coming for you. Don't think I've forgotten. If I don't see you online this week, let me, okay, on Wednesday. Sister Shidibiri will prophesy for us on Wednesday. If I don't see you online, eh, you will, you will see me in Lagos. I don't even need to come, sir. I will send Sister Andereka to come and look for you. Straight, I send that money for tickets. You'll be in trouble. Just watch out. I want us to prepare yourself to prophesy. So, if you want to start fasting, now start fasting. All right. So, I was I wanted to show us that God can lie to a prophet. All right, but we don't. I think we don't have that time. I want us to pray. I wanted to show us the scripture. God can lie to his prophet. And one of the reasons why God lied to the prophet is because of the person that came to the prophet. Now, there is this scripture concerning a prophet called Micaiah. And the king has a lot of prophets. A king had a lot of prophets, and they were about to go to war. And all the prophets came and said, go, you will win. Go, you will succeed. Next time, I'm going to show you that scripture. And while they were saying that, and the man of God, the friend of the king said, is there no other prophet in this land that we can ask? Because the thing sounded too easy. for Everybody is saying it will work, it will work. No, we need to recheck. Is there no prophet of God in this land? So there is one. No? But it does not only say things that are true about me. I don't like him. And they want to bring the prophet, Micaiah. And they asked Micaiah. Um, what is God saying? Should we go to the prophet? Say, oh God, you win. So I've told you, don't lie to me. This thing you are saying now is not true, you are lying. So, okay. Um, let me tell you what God said. If you go, you will die. But before that scripture, Bible said, God sent a lying spirit to all the prophets of the king. Why? Because the God was against the king. Now, let me explain. You can come to me right now to hear what God is saying. And I will tell you what I saw. But what I saw was wrong. Not because I didn't see. I saw. But because God is angry with you. Okay? Because God is angry with you. Another, a wrong vision is now coming to me because of you. It's in the Bible. I don't have time to go to that scripture. It's in the Bible. Another spirit will start speaking to me that is not the spirit of God to make sure that you enter into trouble. But now, look at where the, where the thing comes in. It only happens to a prophet 
who is not in full alignment with God. Okay? That is why I believe in balancing the prophetic with the with scriptures. Such, la, such errors easily happen to prophets who are careless, who mistook in number one. They lack the word. Number two, they lack the gift of discernment. Discernment is to check spirit. Which spirit is at work? I've had people come to me, oh man of God, uh, what is God? I say, God, I shouldn't tell you anything. Or I don't feel like telling you anything. All right? We don't have time to go through the scripture, Francisca. I don't have time. Getting the scripture is not a problem. I don't have the time. This is already one hour and 32 minutes. I don't want to go there. So, God now checks the heart of the person coming to receive. There are times God will decide not to speak to the prophet concerning you. There are times God will allow a wrong spirit to speak to the prophet concerning you. So the only things you hear are things that will entertain you, are things that will entertain you. So every prophet I've told you that it is where you will get married, but it's 10 years now, you're not getting married. 20 years now, you're not getting married. So it takes a prophet who operates in the word of God, number one. Number two, a prophet that have the gift of discernment to be able to check and say, come, there is something you are doing wrong. There is something you are doing wrong. You have not been tithing. You have not been praying. You have been masturbating. You have been... So it takes a prophet who had discernment not just to see the, the, the marriage is not wrong, that God has said it, but there is something now stopping it that is beneath. So when you see believers who don't want to do the right thing, who don't want to live right, it always happens to them. They always receive sweet, sweet prophecies without result. Sweet, sweet prophecies without result. So two things happen. Either the prophet receives a lie or the Lord is now the one fighting your prophecy. So you want to make yourself not to be a victim of this. Please, please love God. Before you go and look for any prophecy or any prophet, love God first. Love God first. Love God first. Stop chasing prophecy. Chase God. Chase your Bible. Lot of you now have not read your Bible today, but you came online to receive prophecy. Lot of you have not prayed today, but you came online to receive prophecy. If we say, let's pray now, a lot of you will not pray where you are because you are online and it's all due. Even Zoom meeting, a lot of you don't pray. So you just quiet, sit on your corner while you pray. You're just dead chatting with your phone or watching your TV or doing something else. You don't pray. Until you now hear the sub and you start commenting very fast so that, so that you, I can see you. I'm here, I'm here, speak to me. But you have no prayer life. So what happens? Another sweet prophecy will come again. Your life still remains stagnant where it is. And nothing is working. I don't throw prophecies around. I say it again and again. We can decide to start prophesying everybody one one. We, I don't throw prophecies around. I don't joke with prophecies. I know that every day people's life is on the line. People's life. Not because I don't see things every day. I see things every day. Every day. I just choose to close like that sometimes. Because there are people who you give a prophetic word, they have not met up with the requirement for manifestation of that word.
They are living normal life, living carefree life, living careless life. So at the end of the day, the world comes. It looks like, ah, they told me I will get married this year. I'm not getting married. They told me a job this year. The job is not coming. They told me I will travel abroad. What's going on? And the same person, when you sit them down and examine your life, they don't even deserve 1% of the prophecy. So they believe they can live anyhow. God has to confirm his word. It doesn't matter. How I live my life does not matter. They believe, they believe they can be eating their tight. It does not matter. God has to say what he, he said. God promised me a baby. So even if I doesn't tight, it does not matter. They believe that they can be in church. They don't belong to a department. They don't do anything. It does not matter. God has promised me I will go abroad. Oh God, where's my... So they just live their life normal, normal, anyhow, no investment in the house of God by prayer, by soul winning, by character, nothing. And yet, they believe that God is owing them something. So at the end of the day, they said the prophecy is not working. So um, let's go and look for another prophet. They look for another prophet again. They will start again, uh, start again. Oh, this one is not working. Let's look for another. But then you know you have gone around 20 prophets and maybe already 20 or 30 years of your life is already wasted. When you should have sat down, learn God, learn the ways of God, master the ways of God and see yourself begin to fly high. So man of God, what are you saying? What do I do? Make sure that you are born again. Number one, Number two, stay with your Bible and prayer. Stay with your Bible and prayer. Number three, have a good lifestyle. Have a good character. You can't be insulting people in English and be receiving speaking in tongue and prophecy and expecting that God will be happy with you. No, the law of karma still stands. Whatever you sow, you reap. All right? You can't be insulting people. You have no regard for people. You are proud. You are arrogant. You are a troublemaker causing problems. And you are looking for prophecy for your life to change. Listen, that same person you are fighting and insulting, don't forget God is still the one that created them. So don't think God will be happy with, with you, clapping for you, and yet you are making others cry. It doesn't matter. You go to church, you will sing again. No, 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 no. no. The same God that that person is served is what you serve. That God will also come and judge you. That God will also come and judge you. So live a good life. Live the right life. Stop having issues with people. A lot of you believe as long as you pray, particularly those that attend prophetic church. They believe once they pray, they can misbehave. So if you do anyhow, they will go and fire you, pray, you die. Die by fire, die. What are you saying? Are you the one that created the person that you want to pray, die? Are you the one that wants the prayer? Live the right life. Love people. Forgive people. Learn to tolerate people. Don't just take, use prophecy to cover everything. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. All right? The next thing I, I would want you to do, learn Christian principles. Learn Christian principles. The principle of honor, the principle of tithing, the principle of forgiveness, the same principle of sacrifice, the principle. There are a lot of Christian principles. Learn them. Live by these things. Live by these things. Listen, listen, if you live by this, you make your life full of this. Let me say this to you. You won't even look for prophets. When prophecy comes to you by chance, it will be a confirmation of what God already told you or just something about to come. That's what it will be. That's what it will be. But you can't hear God, you can't see anything, you can't smell anything, you can't feel anything. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. Your spiritual life, something is wrong. People like you are those that 
prophet always receive lying spirit to talk to you. Not because the prophet is fake, but because the prophet does not is not grounded in the word of God. Because the word of God that filters fake and real. The prophet is not grounded in the word. So anything he hears, he just take it. Anything he sees, just take it. Then the prophet lacks sharp discernment. So he tells you anything, you go home, one year has passed, ten years has passed, and your life is just around one cycle. Love Jesus first. That is the first thing you should do. Love God first. Stay with God first. Love God. Love God. Serve God. That's the best you can do. If you have no business with God, I have no business with you. I can't help you. It's God that can help you. It's God that can help you. I can give you a prophecy that God say it will come to pass because I'm angry with you. What will I do? Will I beat God? No. So the first thing you do, make peace with God. Once prophecies come into your life, you begin to see ease. You begin to see ease. And don't forget what I began with. I said your prophecy is your responsibility. So you don't receive a prophecy and you go and fold your hands and sleep and say, ah, it has come, it has come. Now, uh, Pastor, what about, look at that, my friend. She was told that she would get married. Two weeks, she got married. But me, I have been told 20 times I have not gotten married. Now, look at this. Every prophecy has a requirement. Every For every prophecy, there's a requirement that are conditions. So there is possibility that your friend has met up with the conditions. There is possibility that somebody had met up with the condition for your friend. Let's say, for example, now, God says, um, whoever that have served God for 20 years is going to give the person a private jet. Now, you and your friend came to church. Your friend has been a believer for 21 years. And you have been a believer for two years. And suddenly, I call your friend. I said, I'm seeing a private jet coming. And I call you. Don't forget the beginning. God said, who served for 20 years? He will give a private jet. So you now, you're just in your two years of service. And your friend is in 21 years. So it's already late. I call your friend and say, Thus say the Lord, you are about getting a private jet. About this time tomorrow, the Lord will do it. Your friends say, Amen. I call you too. I see a private jet coming for you too. But this time tomorrow, it will come. Amen. I saw private jet for both of you. I spoke, I spoke, I gave the word. Your friend now, by this time tomorrow, has a private jet. She's excited. Ah, my God. So you that you are very optimistic that your own is coming in term in term. And you now go. One week pass. One month pass, six months pass, eight months pass. A program just happened. You run to church. They are praying. Father, by private jet, write prayer request by private jet. It's all right. Let's sow a seed so that we can hasten what God has said concerning our life. Oh, yeah, Father, my seed is here, my private jet. But what is missing out is that this lady now has 18 more years to go. Okay? So I'm trying to let us understand certain things has 18 more years to go. It could be your friend has even just served God for five years and you have served God for 15 years. But your friend's family, the mother has been a Christian, the father has been a Christian. So God is now looking at the mother and the father's service to reward your friend, not your friend. So you say, I've been a Christian before her. I'm more serious. I'm more this. But no, God is looking at the background of that person. All right? Also understand that the devil can stop your prophecy. The devil can stop your prophecy. Your family background 
powers that fight people in your family can stop your prophecy. So don't compare yourself with people. Fight for yourself. Now let me give another scenario. Two persons. One person, the father was a pastor. The mother was, um, let's say, okay, dickiness. The grandfather was uh, an evangelist. And the grandmother was, um, let's say, women leader. Genuine women leader. The great-grandfather was a catkiss, and the great-grandmother was just a good Christian. All right? One person. Another person, the father is just a normal Christian who does not take church serious. And the grandfather happens to be somebody who goes to church and mix the church with idol worship. They go to church, go to idol, go to church. The mother is the troublemaker in the market. Who is this juju to do her business? The grandfather the great grandfather or the grandfather now is somebody okay the great grandfather now is somebody who was a native doctor the grandmother the great grandmother was a deputy native doctor now these two persons their background is different prophecy is a seed when this seed is sown every seed is so forced to the soil and begin to grow from the down now the one that came from a christian christian family has a background where they have dealt with all the idolatry they have a background where they have fought certain battles but the other one has a background of idol worship have a background of people who have insulted pastors people who have fought the gospel people who were have been against the things of god so the one that come from a christian background now receives a word and their life begin to work the other one receives a word and they have to they are, they are struggling nothing is coming to pass oh why me what did i do and this person now is a very good christian the problem is what we call foundation your foundation have a lot of error you have to now pray a lot of prayers you have to pray a lot of prayers crossing probably there could be fasted there could be sacrifice that is necessary to deal with that family background you now disconnect yourself and raise a new standard to now help hasten god's word in your life so you have more work to do than the other person you have more effort than the other person all right so we should understand how these things work we should understand how these things work this is just a, the basics okay we don't have time to start going into details we don't have time to start going into details so tonight i want us to pray like i said satan can also hinder your prophecy the devil can see that your prophecy is too big. You are too mighty. The devil will begin to fight you. He might not be able to stop the word directly because the word came from God. Satan can't stop God. He can't stop God. So what he now does is that, let's say God, God said, okay, um, let me give an example. He says, um, hey, you, know, you will get married to the president of Ghana or the person you will get married to is the president will be the president of ghana and what the devil will not do since god is the one that spoke directly it was not just a mere words what the devil will do now he will not go and look for that man to attack the man to make the man leave you or to make um, the man impregnate another lady so that that prophecy will not come to pass okay then the devil if he can't do those things he will try to kill the man all this after he know he can't stop the word so what he wants to do is to stop the things that will facilitate the word all right so he can want to kill the man to make sure that you don't get married to a president if he can't attack the man 
or it can start from your side. It can make you start offending the person that wants to get married to you. It can make both of you to quarrel. It can make you say, okay, I'm going to make you get pregnant so that this man will now leave you and said he doesn't want to get married to somebody who is already pregnant. So you not get pregnant for somebody else. Something, this is the same person who has been sleeping around for 20 years. She never got pregnant. Just once after prophecy came, she just met a guy, do, 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 some flings and boom, she's pregnant. Just once. She had been doing this thing for 10 years, 20 years. She, no pregnancy. Just once. The devil now, has now come. So, okay, I know what I will do. She will have to get pregnant so that she will lose this relationship. So, she gets pregnant, the man goes. Or the devil can decide to attack the health of that lady or kill the lady. Or All is after now. I can't stop the world, but I have to stop these people. Let them make a mistake. So, when the devil can't stop your world, he will use you against yourself. So, you have to be very careful anytime you receive a prophetic word. Be very careful. Be very careful. Satan can use you to stop your word. Anger, unforgiveness, malice, lying. All these things, you call little things, they can hinder your prophetic word. They can hinder your prophetic word. They can hinder. So there are a lot of factors. Go and listen to that teaching, why prophecies fail. Why prophecies fail. Check it on the podcast there. You're going to find it. So we're praying to that, the Father, as I begin to pray. Every prophetic word that has come upon my life. Listen, there is the place of prophetic direction. You see, some funny believers believe that if a prophet gives them prophecy and does not talk about seed, then it's a genuine man of God. That's what some believers believe. If a prophet gives them prophecy and does not talk about seed, you are a genuine man of God. Once you talk about seed, you are fake. But I can tell you from experience that there's been times that certain prophecies will not make any move until sacrifice is involved. All right? I'm not saying it should be always. There is, there is moderation to everything. I believe in talking about sacrifice when God says it is or when the need be. All right? I'm not saying it's everything, every prophecy, oh yeah, money. No, 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 there's something wrong. When every prophecy becomes about money, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. But understand that there are times, there are times that God is okay. This is what you should do. This is what you should do. I'm not talking about honoring a prophet with a seed. Like the scripture we just read, when, um, what is it called? Saul said to the servant, we have nothing to give to the man of God. No, that is just a seed of honor. A mentor taught me, he said, when you come to see a prophet, even before you start saying anything, present your seed. So there is something that opens up before you start, you start talking. I'm like, really, I thought I can finish my meeting. He said, no, no. If you brought a seed and you came for an inquiry specifically, he said, present your seed first before you start. I was like, okay, now I've learned. So whenever I go to him, the first thing I do, if I have things to say, I present my seed. If I have nothing to say, I just do my greeting when I'm done. Oh, Papa, I brought you a seed. Bless me. I drop my seed and I speak the word and I walk away. All right? So if you read those scriptures, you're going to find those principles. When Naaman came to meet Elisha, Naaman brought seed. Naaman brought a seed. Why did Elisha retain the seed? 
Because before Naaman came, Naaman took the seed he brought to his idol. All right? Naaman took the seed he brought to his idol, dedicated all the gifts to his idol, and was now bringing it to the prophet. So Elisha saw it, that was why he rejected it. Okay? It's not because he didn't want the gift. No, that was why he rejected it. And Gehazi was not aware why Elisha rejected the gift that the thing had been taken to an idol. So he went there, collected it, he carried prophecy. So what would have happened to Elisha? This is why I'm very careful. Some poor have brought me to that. Tell them, go. Oh, Papa, why? So don't worry, go. God bless you. I pray for you. I'm not angry. I bless you from my heart. Go with your seed in Jesus' name. There were things I saw. Oh, I'm not led. I'm not led to collect it. So, what would have happened to Elisha? That Elisha would have collected that seed. He would enter problem. Maybe he will not see again in the spirit. He will not hear again in the spirit. Or he will not be the one to carry the prophecy that left Naaman. He will not be the one to carry the prophecy. Carry the leprosy rather. Not the prophecy. The leprosy that left Naaman. But he was able to discern and run away from it. Run away from it. So, we're praying to the Father. Every prophetic word over my life. That has delayed. I pray for speedy manifestation. Every prophetic word over my life that has delayed, I pray for speedy manifestation. If I proceed, have you learned something tonight? Have you have you abused all the time to teach? Have you learned something tonight? I promise us we're going to do VG this week. That will be from Wednesday. All right, let me use today and tomorrow to do other things for myself, Wednesday. All right, so it's very important that you understand how the prophetic works, understand how it works. It's going to help you navigate through it and most especially get answers. All right, we'll have the rebroadcast if we end it properly. It's going to help you get a lot of answers easily. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I pray tonight, concerning the, my prophecies, concerning my prophecies, let there be speedy manifestation. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, concerning my prophecies, let there be speedy manifestations. In the mighty name of Jesus, go ahead and pray right now. Concerning my prophecies, let there be speedy manifestations. Concerning my prophecies, let there be speedy manifestation. Every prophetic word that has come over my life. Let there be speedy manifestations. Rasuta Valagasha. Kela Vradizo Kombeleketi Shalata. Ketebroso Kondeveleketi Granashas. O Rapatashe Kretiza Labaga. E Kobrokoto Zu Ketebende Breketija Lagata. E Brokoto Jalabanda Legadiza. E Brakato Zelebende Gadiza. O frukoton zika fande ketizo tombre kete irakatatapa elebrongo dodo sheketi e breketon zika babanta legedo shalagata ekido brokoso kombre keti le preketen jokombre ketiza legedebete brokoso kotoya eliprana shativa concerning my prophecies, Lord, let there be speedy manifestation. 
concerning my prophecies, Lord. Let there be speedy manifestations concerning my prophecies, Lord. Let there be speedy manifestations concerning my prophecies, Lord. Let there be speedy manifestations concerning my prophecies, Lord. Let there be speedy manifestations. Rakasuka tebrata, lekete prutesi katabata kete preketoza laka jaki davarasos eki de preketoza kabanda legede brukase kete brukonza legedish kabaha melekom preketoza katabanta legedeza ilakadadasha prokosokotora rekete breketish kete prukesekete prokosokotolata rakate breketoja dava parasuta ligra eveleketiza concerning the prophetic words over my life over my family over my career let there be speedy manifestations 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 rakasoto brekete rekesugativ Tosha, Ale Comprocoto, Zucate Peresica, Frecene Sugabante, Ele Combracata, Zocombrecatija le Catevo, Asecate Brecatosa, Ile Precasota, Ata Barasso, Elica Peresa, E Capaca, Zoconda Cadadesca, Precasula Cativa Recate Sotogada, E Crasata, Caliga Cacacan, Zocombrecatiga de Deve, Cate Procoso Cate Valata, E Calapadan de Catebo Sada, Eli Combarasata, Cate Precatele Catishcata, Procoso Coto, Carasate Catevelente, Acu Barasata, Cate Ceto Loco da Capa, Eli Caparasso, Cate Peresiga, Cato Granasha, Ake Barasa, Colarasata, Cate Precate, Coda Patata, O God, my Father, I come to you concerning my prophecies lord let there be a speedy manifestation concerning my prophecies lord let there be speedy manifestations rakasataba prekesukete prekesukete ketekatakata ketetakatakata 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 rakasataba ketepreket prukesekete prekesakataba prokosokotopata prekesikete krosokotolaka keteperesika Catafa, Colarasata, Cati, Catate, Procosoco, Cate Precate, Socolo Carata, Paraso Talaga, Cate Precate, Procasata, Cate Prete, Catapara, Zocotorata, Cate Perata, Cate Perata, Cota Parata, Chacate Gata, Precate Cata, Zucata Cata, Procosocoto, Cataparata, Cate Cata, Cate Cata, Cate Cata, Cate Cata, Cate Cata, Cate Cata, Ketiresa, Kati Barata, Kati Barata, Kati Barata, Kati Barata, Kati Barata, Ekatatasha, 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 
Ekatadasha, Ekatadasha, Rakasatega, Ketepreketoka, Katarasu, 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 Iaparasate, Kalemenasha, Ekakakata, Katakatata, Katakatata, Prukatata, Prukatata, Jacate Procosoto, Kate Prekete, Kate Procosoto, Kataparate, Ketepreketo, concerning my prophecies, Lord. Let there be speedy manifestations concerning my prophecies, Lord. Let there be speedy manifestations concerning my prophecies, Lord. Let there be speedy manifestations concerning my prophecies, Lord. Let there be speedy manifestations concerning my prophecies, Lord. Let there be speedy manifestations concerning my prophecies, Lord. Let there be speedy manifestations concerning my prophecies, Lord. Rasatakaba. Kete broko sotoko, kate preketu galadasha, kate pranata, kodake prekete, kolata rasa, ikatata, broko sokoto, kete perete, ekaparasa, konda parasuta, kite peresota laga, ekila parasoto, ketembreketi katabasha, elekrodoso, kalaparate, keleketeka, prokoto kota, kate prekete, jelekete preketo zalaka. Concerning my prophecies, let there be speedy manifestations. In Jesus' powerful name, we pray. In Jesus' powerful name, we pray. I pray for you tonight. Let the hand of God begin to hasten your prophecy. I pray for you tonight that the hand of God begin to hasten your prophecy. I pray for you tonight. That the hand of God begin to hasten your prophecies. The hand of Elohim begin to hasten your prophecies. In the mighty name of Jesus, whatever that has delayed the prophetic word over your life, the authority is loose now. Whatever that has delayed the prophetic word over your life, I remove their power, I remove their hand now. Your prophecy receives speed, receive power, receive manifestation. Let it be enforced now. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you are joining us for the first time, kindly follow the page. Let's get reconnected. Let's pray for 30 minutes. Let's take 30 minutes prayer. We'll start our vigil. I don't know. Maybe tomorrow night. I will let us know tomorrow. I wanted to start Wednesday. Let me have some things I just want to do. I wanted us to start vigil Wednesday. I wanted us to start Wednesday. Oh, my Father. Admin, I said all of you are prophesying this week. You should get ready. Vigil, if I catch any admin sleeping, you are in trouble. From Wednesday, all the admin, you resume fully. Wednesday.